Um, I'm pushing this button, but it's not working. So uh, I think I'm going to just do it manually. Uh, then we're going to talk about our top three competitive game experiences. I don't know if you guys are like ex as excited as I was. I wrote a lot of stuff for this. I'm very nostalgic right now. Um, but uh, in, in your old age, turning 21. In my old age, yeah. Well, actually, one of these games is very recent. Ooh, exciting. Um, I wrote literal stories for this though, so I don't know if you guys like want to go first and then I can like just go off for like an hour. But I, I had a hard time narrowing it down to three. I mean, we could just. It was hard. Yeah. We could go around the table. And yeah. Make yeah, sure wants to start us off. Okay. Um, I had it? a hard time coming up with three. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. I was never really. It's like Call of Duty you know, 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> I mean, like, console console isn't really like a competitive market, you know? And so is what I grew up on. And so. But um, I'll say this one thing, though. What was that? I don't know if you had this in your high school, but where you. This isn't really like actually competitive, but it was like a tournament. And so in my high school, like at the end of senior year, we had like this like shut in or whatever where you spend the night in there i don't know i i've heard of those things we never did it though. like a lock-in we we never did it yeah. but i've heard of it yeah it was we were we were the first class who did it because you know we don't do everything we didn't even have fun and be cool like all the other schools and stuff like that yeah. but um so we did it and there was a smash bros tournament and i was easily Ooh. the best smash bros player there okay easily because i spent a lot of time taking a dump and playing smash bros on my, my ds my 3ds and so we <laughs> <laughs> and i mean a lot of time and so you know, <laughs> I, I i had to wipe the floor with everybody right and then so we get to the end and Don't it's my friend it. who doesn't own the game right <laughs> he doesn't own the game and i'm like you know what i'm kicking this dude's ass right <laughs> so so we went both we all went random i got dr mario and he got like marth or something like that and so at the end i lost <laughs> oh no it's oh, the man. worst i was just like i could have so easily won there was like a 60 dollars prize too like i could have easily won but like i wish if i we hadn't if i hadn't gotten dr mario <laughs> he didn't even own the game too that's the worst part <laughs> oh no you lost to a guy who didn't own the game that's me it's the, I don't, it's the new luck yeah i don't own smash bros but every time i do play it i play kirby and i'm the worst I'm i the love worst. kirby I uh, I even got a little Kirby dude over here, but I like basically I just suck people up and then I jump off the map. That's what I do. That's my thing, my shtick. And people get uh, like I pick out the one like not like the worst. Well, not necessarily the worst player. You know, I need somebody who's not very good at the game because a good player won't fall for that. But I pick out the most emotionally unstable player, like the one who's going to get angry. And I you can like tell by the people in the room, you know. And I pick out that guy and I target that guy. I'm like, he's going to come after me. And then you take him and you like jump off the ledge. Like it's so angry and it's like, it's so fulfilling. But anyway. Yeah, yeah it's funny. They used to be able to do that with like Bowser because Bowser could like grab you and throw you off the map or whatever. Yeah, Bowser is scary. It, and then it used to be that the, the, the person he threw off would die first, but then they like nerfed it to where Bowser would die first if you tried to suicide bomb with, you know, with, with that. So that used to be a thing, but then. Yeah. Nintendo was like, no, no, no. Ghost, do you want to go next? That, that Bowser OP. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, it's funny that you picked Smash. You picked the fighting game because my first one was a fighting game. Uh, it's a little, little more violent than Smash. Uh, but Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, and specifically 3 because that was a game when I was growing up that, uh, aside from a lot of my friends had on console, we had it for Super Nintendo, um, it was hugely popular. And we had, like, um, speaking of arcades, we had this arcade. It was called, like, Kidzu. And it was basically like Chuck E. Cheese, essentially. But they had a lot of, like, video game stuff there. And we used to go there, and we would spend hours, like, 
doing like our own little mini tournament of Mortal Kombat 3 and like everybody, you know, like best of three matches and like did a ladder and stuff. And like we would do that every weekend and so much time invested into that game when I was a kid and like playing it. And it was the first like, I don't think I ever really played a fighter. Like I played previous Mortal Kombat's, but like I wasn't really old enough to like understand how to play a fighter well. Like that was finally when I was like old enough to be like, all right, like button combinations are a thing. And um, yeah, it, Mortal Kombat three for sure. Um, I think I, I wish to, I wish Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat wasn't so DLC intensive. Speaking of like shitty monetization, monetization. Yeah. yeah, like I every, the char- in those games. every character is a downloadable content now for like twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. It breaks my heart. It really actually breaks my heart. But, I think yeah. some of those like in-person experiences with like competitive games are the coolest, you know, where it's like, by the way, I'm a Kung Lao God. You're a who? Kung Lao. Oh, he's the one dude. Yeah. I didn't play a lot of Mortal Kombat. Kombat. I always played the girl with like the fan. What's her name? She's the blue I bet one. You did. Uh, Katana. Katana. I was like Katana. I, I like her. I was pretty good as her. Um, I don't feel like that's saying much though. I bet she's pretty easy, but, um, She's good. Yeah. Yeah, she's fun. Yeah. Right up note, my dad went on like this streak of like buying arcade cabinets one year. My dad like gets like these hobbies like out of nowhere. And he's like, I'm gonna be into this for like like embroidery. Months. Yeah, exactly. Uh now vinyls. Um and drones and like billions of other things that he's done. And he bought a Mortal Kombat 3 machine. And I was like this is at the time now where I was like in my late twenties and I was like going over to my dad's house every day, like my parents' house. I'm like, I'm gonna go play Mortal Kombat three in the arcade. <laughs> That's funny. And it still played just as good. It was awesome. That is awesome. Um Can I go? I need your permission. I'm trying to be better uh, yeah. about talking about myself, so Absolutely. Um, are you? I um That's what makes you you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've gotta tone it down a little bit. People are gonna hate me. <laughs> um I um Nick's going to love this. I put Call of Duty. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I was thinking about it, and I was like, which games do I have, like, very fond memories of? And I was thinking, Modern Warfare 2 was one of the coolest games for me as, like, a 10-year-old kid because I was a god at that game. I was so good at Search and Destroy. I just was. I was unmatched. It was insane, dude. I remember I came up with, like, I invented this clever way. Um, I don't know if you, you... Did you play a lot of Search and Destroy, Nick? Um, Yeah. I don't know if you I, can I confirm like or not. Lot, but like, yeah. I don't remember anyone ever using C4s ever. They always used Claymores. I don't know why. They would like place down their Claymores and they would be like, oh, because these are like automated, so I don't need to worry about it. C4s were the superior uh, equipment. And I would throw down the C4 on the bomb and stuff like that. And then people would try to plant and I would blow them up. Like from across the map, because I don't think there was a range on it. I could just boop and then they would explode. And I felt I felt like a genius from doing this. Ten-year-old me. I was like, I was literally the worst. If I was on defense, I would throw it on the bomb I wasn't watching. If I was on offense, I would just throw it on the bomb when I planted it. And I would always get like these free kills. I remember when I got a nuke one time. I had a sniper rifle on one of like the smallest maps, and I just felt so cool. And like, the game was like literally legit to me. And you know what the best part about this was? I was a freaking kid, and I probably wasn't that good at the game, but that's how I remember it. I remember being a god at the game, so it doesn't matter. None of it matters. I was probably pretty average, like, but <laughs> I was a search and destroy god, just so you know. Yeah, and then like in later Call of Duties, the meta became literally throwing your C4 and then blowing it up midair. Yeah, I do remember that. That one because you could like double tap X or something to blow it up. Toxic, yes. You would. <laughs> you have a riot shield, and then you would just 
and <laughs> explode it in their mm. face. Oh, that was funny. Terrible memories. <laughs> Terrible uh. memories. <laughs> Nick's traumatized from it. Uh, that's it. Uh, the, you, you can tell your next yeah. one, Nick, if you want, but that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Okay. Call of Duty story. <laughs> Hell yeah. In like the eighth, seventh or eighth grade, I there was a Black Ops Two had like competitive mode, and it worked pretty much the same way same way Overwatch did. And um, it was it was interesting because it was it was me and then like three other kids from high school, because or no middle school, I guess. It was a, it was a four on four, and we created a, a team, a Call of Duty team for it. It's called Team Nice Girls. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me spell it, okay? Here, I have I have a oh copy right God. here. I'll put it in chat. I, I hope Nixter's chat is paying attention. Because the fact that you had to copy it makes me a little. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We were like, we thought it was so funny because it just looked like the dumbest name ever, and we <laughs> loved it. And so we were actually like really like, we, us in middle school, we were yeah. killing the game <laughs> at competitive call, like legit competitive Call of Duty in game. And like that was our team, Team Nice Girls, and I have very fond memories of like um, trash talking to the team. <laughs> and let me just say, like, you were not a nice day girls. of us trash talking. Yeah, first of all, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and a day of us talking would get me banned now. <laughs> Some good memories. I love them and I miss them. I love the best. People got more sensitive. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's the things I used to bad. say to people on Xbox Live, I just can't do it anymore. I can't. I know. As much as I wish I could. Yeah. I remember playing online games where people weren't toxic at all. No. I transcend. I I like predate toxicity online. It's crazy. I've grown up with it. <laughs> it's emboldened me into who I am. Yeah, and then like, and then I got into Overwatch for like I would say like a year ish. Console Overwatch, obviously. And so, <laughs> boy, Overwatch is a toxic game. <laughs> Yeah, Overwatch. Like, even at a low rank. Overwatch you know, is a really toxic game. Yeah. Blizzard games in general tend to breed a lot of toxicity, which is kind of interesting because they're like all about like their pillar of politeness and like integrity and honesty and whatever. But uh, they have like super toxic. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like what console do you have? Tell me. I have both consoles. I have PS4 and Xbox. What do you I was on Xbox you? made. What do you until... use? Uh, neither one of them are hooked up right now. <laughs> oh, okay, that's how I am. I might be a king. Yeah, I'm sorry. God. I like how you left the setup up for the podcast, though. I do respect yeah. that. Oh yeah, I wait and have all this is my this is my streaming setup. This is what it looks like when I'm streaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so yeah, it's it's definitely something. It's expensive. This was not cheap. <laughs> you know, although I built it over time. But like, yeah, you do it all over time. You get like a one yeah, thing here, yeah, one no. thing there. You know. Eventually, it's like exactly. everything. We need to have more guests <laughs> like you on, so uh, Godus finally moves his green screen up, and we can like use it. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually speaking yeah. of green screens. I was like, when I was like, you know, I guess writing notes or whatever for this yesterday, and like you asked me like advice and stuff like that. That's what I was. I was really thinking about how like greens. I was really starting to think about how green screens are just like really hard to pull off. You know, especially and what I mean by that is like, um, like without if you don't like have like a camera background that you can like decorate and with a green screen you gotta have first of all good lighting okay and second of all you need i guess 
really good stream graphics to make it look good. And I think about green screens, I feel like it kind of like without the graphics, you it's it's really hard to show yourself without without those things, right? So with a green screen, I feel like you need your personality's gotta really be popping, you know, yeah. to make a green screen work. I feel that. And I and I feel like a green screen is like it almost feels like a hit to your channel. Or at least that's what it seems like to me. Because whenever I watch streamers with a green green screen, it's they they really have to work harder when it comes to entertaining. Especially think, if the green screen doesn't cameras. if it looks gross, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. if it doesn't look clean, I think that's a bigger problem. But no, no, I that's one thing I'm I'm very fortunate with is that I you can't tell in this because this is just through Discord, but when I stream, I crop out all this other shit and my lighting is like on point fuck. So yeah. Yeah. it's gotta be it's, like yeah, there's no friends. and because it's as far away yeah, as it is, good, like you good. never you make it work. Yeah, you never I never have issues with it. I'm fortunate in that way. Yeah, one of my one of my friends, he used to stream with a green screen, but then like he really like I guess he had some like financial problems and he like stopped streaming for a little bit. But back when he used to, um it was it looked really good. He had to have all these lights on them though. He was like sweating because like to make it look good. And like it was it was it was he was actually doing it like really well at the time. Like he was really like taken off. And I I, I would like think about that if he he had a really like energetic personality, you know? And I just feel like that well with a green screen you really need a personality like that because if you just have like a camera background then it's okay what twitch is is really about relatability and getting to know the j- streamer like in a genuine sort of way and i feel like a camera background like or at least decorated really gives a good insight into the streamer if that makes sense yeah. and it really makes them seem more genuine where you don't have that with the green screen and so you have to put a lot more effort into your own personality See, it works for me because I'm just an asshole on stream, which just, is my personality. You know what I thought was really funny when we brought Gofaris on, and her green screen looks wonderful, by the way. Um, oh, it lo- but yeah, I, I think it popped in. It looked great. She, um, uh, for for the podcast though, she didn't use it. Like she just like brushed it off to the side, and I thought it was even funnier because it was just an empty room. <laughs> like if she didn't use a green screen, she would just have an empty room. Anyway. Uh, so I was like, <laughs> the hey. other one, the other one that really surprised me was uh, Ambient PD. Yeah. Where we did Ambient PD on on the podcast because his green screen looks fantastic, and of course, again with Discord, you can't utilize your green screen, and it was just like a disaster of this room. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's honestly what I expect when I see a green screen. I'm like, their room probably yeah. is like a mess, and it was just like Clefairy's like, no, no, it's just an empty room. <laughs> there's nothing. It's just yeah. an empty room. Yeah, that's all it is. I thought that was funny, mm-hmm. but um, Gus, do you do you have your number two? Yeah, so my number two is um, actually it's, it's a game that I recently started playing. It's been around a long time, and it's not even surprised you a little. But uh, League of Legends, um, yeah. Um, and you would think like if I was gonna pick a MOBA, I would pick Heroes of the Storm because I love Heroes of the Storm. I actually get more enjoyment out of League of Legends, and the reason I do, um, there's something, and not necessarily just playing ranked, but just like I consider it a competitive game. Every game because it's a five v five. There is something very, very, very satisfying about outplaying somebody in a role. Like, my top lane against your top lane, and I'm the better top laner. Or my jungle versus your jungle, and I'm a better jungler. That is a really satisfying, like, at a primal ego level, 
and really it backfires just as much as it's like awesome feeling when you get beat you get so salty and you like blame other people because you just don't want to be like that guy's better than me like you can't just those words can't come out of your mouth like that guy's better than last night boo bear and i were playing we were dominating bottom lane uh i played support he played adc we were killing it king killing it and the rest of our team was trash and we still lost and it was an awful feel like it was a wave of emotion because like we got him fed early and like we got first tower like within 15 minutes it was like so bad in our lane but like the rest of the team couldn't do it and it's like you're mad because you were playing well but you still lost and then you start like wondering what you could have done better it's like it's constantly making you improve yeah um and like try and i love that film there's not a lot of games that i feel like when you play well um you know except for maybe in rating situations you don't feel like oh my god i gotta go really like i i gotta macro this better um you know or like i think with shooting games you probably do get that every time you play like i gotta get better with like this shot um like, games that make you improve yourself i think are just a lot of fun mm-hmm. I feel that. And like uh, like you said, it's really hard to say that somebody's better than you. But I think like, like there comes a point where it's a, that's just the answer. Like when you lose land, it's yeah. like, I just lost. He he played better than me. <laughs> like, and, and that's what's the worst. It's like when you lose lane sometimes too, you lose your entire team the game. Like we lost this game because of me. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's so, so hard. Like, hard like. I ruined four other people's time investment into like they came in, they played well, and I cost them everything. <laughs> it's so it's so bad sometimes. An awful feeling, but I think it's that level of yeah. like pressure that makes it as enjoyable as it is. Well, it makes it feel that good when you win because it's like that guy exactly. that I beat, he lost his team the game. Like he did. <laughs> like it feels that's good. toxic. It is toxic, but it's awesome, and I love. That's it. usually when you get like when the game ends and they're like, "Please report," you know, a yeah. calling or whatever, and they're like. I love it. I love when the enemy team's all salty. It feels so good. <laughs> it's a little thing. Um, I put another game that Nickster knows, so it'll make it a little bit easier. Uh, I put PUBG. Uh, like PUBG is pretty recent too, so like that's why I was yeah. like thinking like, when I, when I was thinking about experiences, I was like, what's like, the, like the most fun I've had, and the most fun I've definitely had in a long time was when PUBG was first released. That game was a mess, and it was amazing. It was so good because it was the like the only battle royale at the time. There was H1Z1 and then there was PUBG. And it was like PUBG was like the game for like at least like a, like probably a solid nine months or something. Like, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I got the game like I know I said I was playing it on console, but I had the game on PC on my gaming laptop way before yeah. it came out on console. Did it so work it was, on your laptop or? Yeah. Yeah. Barely, but it did. It was it was so cool, and I remember like I I still go back and I watch some of my Twitch clips of when I used to play PUBG and just like laugh at like the things that happened. One of my favorite memories, I don't have a clip of this, but I remember me and my buddy Kid Counter, we were sitting inside of a barn, right? And this is when, like, for crouch jumping just came out as, like, a thing. So you press the crouch button and the jump button at the same time, and you could jump through windows. That was, like, a thing. Um, uh, just a little bit. Uh, and, yeah, you could, like, jump through windows and stuff, and it was, like, crazy. So everyone started doing these things, but not everyone was capable of it. So it was really funny because me and Kid Counter were up in the top of a barn with one of our buddies, Super Toast, uh, shout out to Super Toast, love the guy. 
And we knew how to crouch jump, me and Kate Counter did, but Super Toast didn't know yet. So we jumped out of a window while a team of four was pushing up the barn, and Super Toast was like, how'd you do that? And we had to explain it to him, and he couldn't do it. And he just got <laughs> massacred by this team of four while me and Kick Counter ran away to, like, safety. And, like, I don't know, we probably won that game because we were pros at the time. But it was just, it was so funny because we are just running away hearing Super Toast scream, and it was, like, it was great. Um... And then I had another memory of, like, uh, when we started playing competitive and stuff. Because uh, we actually started playing, like, tournaments and stuff like that. And um, mm -hmm. I know Kick Counter won some of them. I think the best that we ever did was, like, second or third place or something. No, we won one Mixer tournament. We played one Mixer tournament at Duos, and we won it, actually. But that was when I streamed on Mixer for, like, a week. Um, but in those circles, because everyone plays so safe, it'll be, like, the last three circles, and there will still be 60 people alive. It was stupid. So you'd have to, like, drive through the middle of the circle to reposition because you just get, like, screwed. And there's people everywhere. And you're driving through, like, two vehicles. And people are, like, shooting at you to try to, like, reduce, like, your death rate. And I was always the one who died. Every single time. Every time. And I loved it. It was hilarious. So, anyway. Yeah, you loved it. <laughs> I loved Interesting it. Interesting twist of the story. Yeah. PUBG is cool. Um, last one, Nixter. Last one. This actually happened the other day. I was on Kingdom. You were playing Apex. But, uh... We had, I had an Apex session with like one of my friends from high school and then another one, uh, somebody I met on Twitch, and we played from like I don't know ten to like three in the morning, and we we played like fifteen-ish games and we won like ten of them. We we were just going through and we like leveled up so much. <laughs> it was insane. Winning ten, uh, winning ten games after. Only realizing that you can play mouse and keyboard is probably one of the best feelings in the world. And it was, it, it was, although keep in mind that ranked Apex is literally hiding in a building. <laughs> and you, you, you gotta play as <laughs> passive as possible because it's, it's not about kills, it's about you winning at the end, right? You get the most points yeah, and then you can level up. And so <laughs> we didn't take, we, we took so few fights. Like I was telling him, we, our last game of the night was. Waffles. It was, it was one. We had one kill amongst our entire game. And nobody did it above 200 damage. Although we did have a game where we all had like 1500 damage. So it, it varies. But like once you go up in the higher ranks, I'm assuming that like don't run at people even more than I know not to now. But yeah, that was insane. <laughs> that, that was probably, I've never felt better. <laughs> I, I think this actually went, I think this just happened at King because I was watching him play Apex not that long ago. But do you have those games where you get like 900 damage but no kills? Doesn't that feel awful? <laughs> well, yeah. I, as you just know your team joined them all. <laughs> I mean, you can you can see. Me and King Nick like one v in that game. King we, 1v6 two different teams simultaneously and got like one kill out of it. It was really sad. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, great. I think I might have watched that. Watched that. <laughs> uh, but no, I think like, the other day, like King and I both played off stream. We played like two games, right? And we won like we both won, of them. <laughs> we won the first one, right? And then the second one, our teammate left, so there was literally just two of us. And then we were like the second to last squad. <laughs> we we were going off, but then we got like pinched. But like yeah, we could have won that last one as a two man squad. It would have been so insane. <laughs> no, like the one team was getting... So there's three of us still left, right? It was me and Nick. Nick went down. So that's what lost us the game. Just say, let it be clear. Um, but that's there was toxic. another team that... Can I ban there was it the my team, chat right now? 
There was the team in the middle they were getting shot at, right? And then there was the farther team that was shooting at them. And the team in the middle decided to push us after they downed Nick, which was probably the correct decision. But, like, instead of dealing with the team shooting at them. And I was like, dude! But, uh, anyway, so we ended up losing. But, uh, <laughs> the nerve of them making the right decision. Be yeah. Before that, there was that team, like, right there in front of us in the middle, in front of the building. Um, before them, there was another team that was in that same spot. Yeah. We fought like six teams in the same building. It was oh yeah, we, we were we were owning. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, but anyway, good memories. Gotis, what you got? Uh, last and probably my like I, I did this kind of in an order. Um, numero uno, like competitive uh, gaming is StarCraft One. Uh, StarCraft One, for sure. Uh, online StarCraft One, if you don't remember it. I don't was an before my time. Experience <laughs> of a lifetime. Um eight and like ten man free for alls on that same fucking map. Uh, no rush, ten minute maps. Uh, it was a gentleman's agreement. Everybody upheld by it too. It was just so much fun and like figuring out like how many Protoss and Zerg and Terran you're up against and like I, I played that game so well too. I did. I was so well. I, I was a Terran main in that game. I love Terran. Terran. Oh, I love Terran. Um, I loved the like the uh, supply depot siege tank strategy. That was like a thing that I used to do in like Turtle, um, which I actually made Boo Bear rage quit a game doing the same thing with Protoss once. Uh, I had him so tilted. Uh, God, it's just such a fun game. It was so so aggressive and chaotic because there was like eight players or six, you know, anywhere between six and 12 players on a map um, or six and 10 players on a map. And like, maybe you attack somebody that was like getting attacked by three people. <laughs> maybe you got attacked by three people. Uh, like you never knew what was going to happen. And you always it think it's just... a conspiracy every time you're like, ah, you every, guys conspired. Yeah, every time you're like, oh, you guys are ganging up. Like, you saw that I was doing good. You guys ganged up. Like, it was just such a disastrous game. I yeah. loved it. And just, and like you would, you know, back then, Korean gaming was like leaps ahead of where North America is. And the North American servers, you know, if you got a Korean in your game, it was like super obvious because <laughs> uh, he would typically steamroll over it. It was comical. It was so much fun. I loved, I love StarCraft. I played StarCraft 2 and it just doesn't do it for me. It just, I don't get the same emotion. I think that's like honestly hilarious because I chose StarCraft as my number one too. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I didn't choose specifically StarCraft 1. I did both of them because I remember that it was like the same time period for me. I started playing StarCraft 1 when my brother introduced it to us as like just a game for us to play. And we had LAN parties when I was like a like 12 year old ah, yes. me or whatever, like right before StarCraft 2 was released. We had like LAN parties of like seven of us in the same house playing free for all. And I remember, like, I was, like, my brother would always win, my older brother, because he would play, he was Zerg, he was, like, good at Zerg, but I started to play Protoss, and I remember when we installed Brood War for the first time, and I figured out what Dark Templars were, and I just, like, they're a stealth unit, Nick, and they would just walk into people's bases and, like, destroy it, and I remember, like, all my friends' reactions were, what is happening to my base? Because uh, they didn't know how stealth units works, because we were, like, 10 years old, but, um, I don't know, it was, like, really cool. And then when I when we got StarCraft 2, I remember we were on vacation in Ohio. Shout out to Morty. Um, and <laughs> we 
vacationing I, in Ohio. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I have I have family in Ohio, so that's how you know North Dakota is bad. It's <laughs> like in North uh, Dakota, like we should go on a nice vacation. Let's go to Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> we went to like a resort in Ohio. It was like a Cedar thing. Point. Uh, but let's treat ourselves. Let's go to Ohio. <laughs> let's treat ourselves. Let's go somewhere fancy. I remember I invented cannon rushing. I was the one who invented it because I was 12 years old and I was the one who invented it. Um, and I like decided to build defensive structures in my opponent's base. And I, I like, killed them doing that. And I remember I was so excited. I did this at 2 a.m. because that was the only time I could find to use the like crappy laptop that we had on this vacation. And I like I wanted to, I was so excited to show my brother in the morning. I was like, look at, look at what I did. I built cannons in this guy's base. And my brother was like, wow. And it was like, it was really cool. It was a good time. So um, StarCraft, great. 